Okay, it's Bevan. This is a pre-roll. Um, I've already introduced the show, so so you'll we'll get to that. We're just going to do this in a, in a reverse temporal order. So a couple of things I realized I left out of this episode that I meant to talk about, which I think are pivotal when we're talking about rest as like a concept. Um, and also rest is, you know, its own form of resistance. If you're choosing to rest uh, in spite of a world that's telling you you need to be productive or all these shoulds of things you should be doing, right? Um, even like shaving your legs, right? It's totally optional. I love having shaved legs. So that's time that I spend that's totally for me. But like, I could totally take back those minutes in my life every week that I spend shaving my legs, right? So it's just about figuring out who you are, what's important to you. And rest honestly has to be literally a third of what I spend my life doing, if not more, um, even when I'm the most productive, right? So really, this this concept of how I used to be versus how I am now in the quarantine. And I think in many ways, this quarantine time where I've heard someone call it the great pause, right? Like we have this like whole time where there's just a swath of things we can't do that we typically might be distracting ourselves with or keeping ourselves busy with, right? Like tons of kids activities, tons of uh, concerts and meetings and just all sorts of things where we're doing a lot of commuting in cars. And now that almost everything that is like those things the equivalent is online, right? I mean, it's not the same. Nothing is the same as a live concert. Nothing is the same as a group hug, right? But we have this time now. So we just have a little bit more time. And I think people are needing to rest more. I think that's just physically what's necessary in the collective. Um, and I think at this point, people are kind of recognizing, what do you do when you have more time? Like, are you filling it up with ways where you're learning more? and growing more? Or are you filling it up with ways where you're resting more, nourishing yourself more, having more self-care? Um, in 2008, I uh, lost my job. I was working as a lawyer. Um, so that job was like, uh, I would say it was like on the road at 7 a.m. some days, working till 9 p.m. some days, and driving sometimes 300 miles in a day to go to different closings. It was a really draining job in many respects and intellectually rigorous. Um, simultaneously. So there was a lot of energy going into that. Plus I was moonlighting as um, I think at the time I was doing a podcast and I was putting a lot of production time into it. So I was sleeping like maybe three or four hours a night in order to have the social life, the work life and the, uh, the impact, my, my impact on the world life that I wanted to have. Right. And then when I lost my job in 2008, I had had it for five years and the economy collapsed. Like I learned that day that on um, September of 2008, that job security is a myth. It is made up. I really, truly believed I would. I, and you know what I mean? You believe it and you know people who get laid off, right? And my friend told me it was a crisis-tunity, a mix between a crisis and an opportunity. And she was 100% right. And the first major difference in my life I felt was the experience of being well-rested. Having a full night's sleep changed my <laughs> experience of the world. Suddenly life got a little bit easier because I was fully rested and I knew what that experience was. And I've really struggled with this a lot. Like as a person who's very ambitious and success driven, I've looked to a lot of people I really admire who don't sleep much. Dolly Parton sleeps like four hours a night, she says, according to her autobiographies. Um, and she is wildly productive. I uh, love that about her. And I want to be productive too, but I don't need to do as much as she does. I don't need to write 3000 songs. You know what I mean? Like I, um, I, I create my aerobics, you know what I mean? It's like, we, we get to be different people doing different things in the world. 
And I really had to take myself out of this competition with anybody that wasn't myself. And like, it doesn't matter how much sleep someone else needs. It matters how much rest my body needs. And being in tune with my body is one of the ways I honor this little meat sack that is the only one I'm ever going to get. Um, I was looking at my pictures uh, recently because it was Dolly Parton's birthday, January 19th. Um, she turned 75, by the way. Uh, and I was looking uh, for some like old kind of, I had a, I have a Reiki client who I love so much and she's, she's really good at telling me about myself sometimes. And she's like, you're not going anywhere. She's like, but you still have plenty of content that you have used. You could just recycle it. And I was like, cause I was talking about feeling like um, I was trying to create something in the woods and it wasn't coming. And she was like, you still have so much content you could use. And she was right. Um, I was looking uh, for some video of Dollywood because I figured it would be a nice thing on Dolly Parton's birthday to just tell people about Dollywood and to show some video and some some fun pictures from, from trips. And I went to my most recent trip to Dollywood, which was in November of 2018. Um, what a time in my life that was. And... Um, I, uh, I was going through uh, the, the collapse of my relationship at that time. Um, and I went to Dollywood with a good friend of mine. She flew me out with her miles. Um, and I met up with her. We stayed at the Dream More Resort. Shout out to Jess. Uh, and, um, and we had her little uh, daughter, Dolly, who was like two, not even two at the time. Um, and I think Jess was pregnant with Carl, actually. <laughs> So she came pregnant to Dollywood to come hang out with me, basically. And so I definitely had an amazing time at Dollywood. I cried a lot walking around, um, listening to Hard Candy Christmas, because it was Christmas time. Um, and, you know, it was a beautiful trip. But I was looking for videos, and I was scrolling through November 2018, and it was like, event after event after event. I was like, I forget what life was like at all these influencer events in um, Los Angeles. Like we could get dressed up like every week and go to a fun event. And I didn't do it all the time because it wasn't worth my energy unless it was something I cared about or people I wanted to see. But there was a really fun event I went to at a roller skating rink full of fat babes and queers and people I knew from lots of different parts of my life um, and great places to take pictures. And there was a cotton candy um, specialty person who was like a vendor. And it was just like, you know, how people like pay for catering. It was just free cotton candy. And she had all these different flavors. So I tried like eight different flavors of cotton candy that night. It was wild. I was on such a sugar high. I was like running around. It was at a roller skating rink. I don't roller skate. So I was just running flat footed um, in a pair of nice comfy boots and looking very disco and adorable. And so I was just looking at these pictures and I was like, wow, I cannot believe how much I did just in the space of like three days. Cause I went to that event right after Dollywood. So I was just thinking about like this, like pace of life I've had before. Like when I lived in LA um, and also in New York city, I was way more, I was way busier in New York by, by the time I was living in LA, I had a big self-care lifestyle. Um, so I did not go out that much, but when I lived in New York, I would go out like every night if sometimes, you know what I mean? If there was good things going on, if my friends were doing an art opening or if like there was a great event or a reading or something like that, I was just so alive with the city and art and creation and connection and my friends. And like, um, it was just that time. Right. And I had that, I had more energy then. Um, and then honestly, like as I was continuing to live in New York and practice law, like, my chronic digestive disorder got very disruptive to my life and it really made going to work hard. So honestly, when I got laid off in 2008, it was a huge relief because then like whenever I really needed to go somewhere, like for a closing, like I 
had more control over my environment, if that makes sense. Because so often I was late for work because I couldn't leave the proximal location of a restroom because that's how bad my chronic digestive disorder was. Um, I knew where every Starbucks in Manhattan was because I needed to know how to go to the bathroom. So it was a very disruptive digestive period of time and getting more sleep, getting more rest, being able to process my stress. Um, even now, like having a much slower lifestyle pace um, with a lot of self-care baked in, and a lot of rest, I'm still, I'm learning a lot. Like, so I do spend a lot of time. I want to make that, like, as I'm talking about rest, I also, I learn like probably three or four hours a day. I'm like reading books, listening to audiobooks, listening to trainings, um, going to trainings, um, doing, you know, like seminars and stuff, things I'm on, you know, and some courses of study uh, that I really am diligent with. And so like that takes a lot of brain power. And I forgot kind of how much uh, sleep you need when you're learning because you actually need to integrate what you're learning and like make applications. There's a really good uh, leadership teacher that talks about how you need about a half an hour. Um, a leader needs a half an hour of alone time, like literal alone time every day just to integrate things and to and to put things together, which is just these aren't things we're taught growing up. And I just think we could all use a, a master class in learning how to rest and rejuvenate. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I really want to speak a little bit of hope into this too. I didn't do that in this podcast and I want to rectify that. Um, I really think that the roaring twenties definitely came out of that Spanish flu. Like I think the Spanish flu of the 1918, right. We, we hear about that a lot in terms of the historical reference for the, for our current pandemic, but the roaring twenties, like I totally get it. I get the fancy hairstyles. I get the lavish parties. I get the excitement. And I truly can't believe there was prohibition. You know what I mean? I'm glad. I'm glad actually after the quarantine, we're going into legal cannabis throughout way more states than we've had any time before. We get to have more parties. Um, and I really think there's going to be a renaissance. I'm going to speak that into existence. I think there's more mutual aid than ever before. I think people are understanding their uh, interactions in the world are more impactful. And I see more and more just people making it happen. I, a friend of mine started an art tree in a food box right in their front yard, right? You're a homeowner, you can do things. Like, so anyway, I just, I'm excited about what's coming. We can't know what's coming, but that's part of the work of being a visionary. Um, and if you're someone who's a dreamer and you've struggled with that, I really recommend the book Visioneering. I loved it so much. It's really, really helping me just get an expanded vision for my life. Um, and feel more rooted in the fact that I believe in more than what we have and better than what we have. Love you so much. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. This is Bevan. Welcome to Bevan, a femme over 40 and her friends podcast. I'm your host, Bevan. I've said my name three times. It's time to start the show. Today, I want to talk to you about rest. I probably have mentioned this on the podcast, but starting in November of last year, I kept pulling cards um, that were telling me to rest. And it's so funny because like, you know, my tarot cards are like kind of part of how I know that I'm in alignment. I hear my next right action. It's, um, it's one of the easiest questions for me to ask is what is my next right action? Um, because I feel like when I can get clear guidance, um, even if it doesn't make sense, it does ultimately end up working out well for me. So um, I have three decks that I work with. Um, I primarily work with um, these three. I have more than three decks. It's just these are the three that kind of 
I don't know. They became my like primary posse of uh, of decks that I use. Um, and if you out there in your um, in your card deck lifestyles, like I know you probably relate. Like you know, you just get kind of a personality from different decks and it just became clear to me that these were the three that I was going to use. So typically when I do a reading, I'll check in with all of the card decks because they all have, um, they each have a different personality and kind of different ways that they communicate. One of them is an angel tarot deck, uh, which I like. It's um, it's a vintage deck because uh, Doreen Virtue doesn't even do tarot cards anymore. She's gone totally Jesus, which is totally fine. Um, but she also has like taken her name off a bunch of things and unpublished a bunch of her great works from before that time. So anyway, so Doreen Virtue and Radley Valentine made this very beautiful um, angel tarot deck where in the traditional tarot, there are a lot of cards <laughs> that are ominous, right? Like they're kind of bummers. But if you look at the world and if you look at um, metaphysics as empowering rather than challenging, right? Um, I think we see good and bad differently, right? So I like the Angel Tarot deck because it's focused on a solutions-based approach uh, to life. But still, you know, there are certain cards that are like more like, ooh, you grit your teeth when you see that somebody got that one, right? Um, but I like it. I, and I also like that the deck, it's just so beautifully designed. Um, they use fairies for the earth sign. Um, they use dragons for fire. They use unicorns for air and mermaids for water. Isn't that the cutest? Like, anyway, I love that deck so, so much. And um, the second deck I use is an oracle deck. Um, and it is by Sonia Choquette. And it is... Um, the answer is clear is what it's called. Um, and basically each card talks about what your ego self is trying to fight for versus what your spirit wants. Right. And I think so often our ego is just clouding our spirit. It's so, it is simple. You know what I mean? And, um, so that is a really good, uh, deck for just sort of slapping me in the face. It's very much like it'll just, I get, I get a full read from that deck. It's judging me. I, I open, I, I experience life and love and spirit as non-judgmental, but like sometimes it's just so on the money that I feel judged. Um, and by judged, I mean, I feel exposed and a little bit like, Ooh, okay. Um, and then the other deck I use is, um, very pretty. It's uh, a work your light Oracle card, uh, deck. It was a gift from someone I'm not even friends with anymore, but it's a really good deck and it, I have a great connection with it and it's very, uh, metaphysical. Like it has a lot of cool things in the, um, in the various cards. Like there are certain things like, um, working with the council of light, right? Which is like all the ascended masters. There's cards, um, about, uh, different types of beings and star seeds and things like that. Um, anyway, it's, it's a good deck for me to work with. And I just wanted to introduce you to my deck simply because I think if you're out there on a spiritual journey, um, working with decks might be curious, something you're curious about or something that you do. Um, but it's really the best way that I kind of get out ahead of what God is asking me to do. Uh, I've really shifted my whole life to be very focused on what is God asking me to do? Where is the goddess like asking me to level up in my life? What does she want me to focus on? Um, and what I've realized um, in this time of rest, uh, where I keep getting called on to rest, and part of it was like kind of a relief, honestly, because when I would ask myself the journal question, if I wasn't afraid, 
I would also say rest, you know, like I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs, you can really work 24 seven and never finish. Like you could just work all the time. And there's just a burnout cycle that comes from that. There's no human way to do all the things you could be doing. Um, so I really like to use the term could instead of should. Um, and I'm ruthlessly prioritized at this point because I just figure out what is it that I'm responsible for per God, right? Like if God had given me a kid, I would need to make sure that kid stayed alive, like was educated, like drank water, right? Like all the things you have to do as a parent, right? So I feel like God has given me uh, a few things that I'm responsible for in my life. Uh, my aerobics class is a big one. Um, and, uh, and a few other things like, you know, being a good daughter to my mom, that's a huge value to me and something that's important. So I follow through on the things I tell her I'm going to do, right? Stuff like that. Um, so in this time of rest, I just had to really, uh, focus on what does, what are the essentials that need to get done? Cause I'm a big show business person. I really like a showbiz schedule. I live by my calendar. If I say I'm going to do something, I do it. I'm wildly accountable. I also like am good at saying no, cause I'm not going to book something that I'm not, I don't want to follow through on. Um, I have like time boundaries about like how many clients I'll see in a week, how many aerobics classes I'll teach. Like I know what my capacity is. I know what I'm available for. And I know what I'm called to. And I pretty much anything that it's not a call, um, I kind of deprioritize it when I have to rest. Um, and I want to just illustrate um, how different I am now in 2021 than I was um, in, I think this was 2010. Um, I got the flu. And I, like, I knew I was sick. And I hauled my butt into work. I was working, um, I was, I've always worked a lot of jobs. I'll say that. That's, uh, and at the time, I was both like a self-employed attorney and I worked part-time at a clothing store, a plus-size resale clothing store in Brooklyn, New York, called Redress. It was an awesome place to work. And I hauled my butt in there, even though I was sick as a dog, because I just didn't know how to not do stuff, right? Like, I follow through, right? If I said I was going to be there, I was going to be there. Um, and I got to work, and I finally got a call back from my doctor, because I was trying to figure out how sick was I. <laughs> Did I need to slow down? This is wildly pre-coronavirus, right? Um, and uh, the doctor was like, um, you need to be at home resting in your bed. She's like, it's not just resting where you're still working. She's like, no, no, you really need to just lay down in your bed and, and be sick and let this pass. Um, that's the only way you're going to get through it. Um, and I was sick for a week, like really, really sick. Like, um, my girlfriend at the time wouldn't even come into the house and hang out with me because she was worried about getting sick. Um, I was very sick. So it was just one of those moments where I was like, I think I have, uh, an unhealthy relationship with rest. <laughs> I think I have an unhealthy relationship with work and working. And that was kind of the beginning of a lot of realizations I had. Um, where now, like, I think before I was so busy because I was really caught up in like all the shoulds of life, the things I felt like I should be doing mostly because of other people's ideas of how I needed to live. Um, and now that I've really stripped myself to just the core, like what's, what's essential, what's vital. Um, I, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful. I'm at this place where like when I'm called to rest, I know what my priorities are and I rest. And for me, resting looks like, I mean, it's not in the covers I didn't need to rest like that, right? Like, cause I wasn't sick. I just knew I needed to rest, which meant a lot of sleep. So sleeping as much as my body needs, which sometimes in the winter time is like 11, 12 hours a night. Um, and, and the other day, like I woke up at like, um, maybe 
8 a.m., but, like, I still needed to lay in bed, and I, like, kind of drifted in and out of sleep for an hour or two, and, like, it was just, like, it's just been really intense, the amount of sleep I need, um, and I've also, you know, been told by a friend that I, or a, one of my psychics that I work with, I should say, um, that, like, I, when I'm in my dream state, I specifically am doing a lot of metaphysical work, so I don't know what's going on. But my energy is being used uh, somehow, some way. So, like, when I, you know, and then the rest of my waking hours, I'm splitting up amongst work, right? Like, because I have work that I do uh, for two different businesses. And, like, also, I think self-care is a form of work. So, there's a lot of things that are in my baseline self-care. I've talked about that. Um, but really, like, taking the time to, like, be like, okay, I need to do some actual work, like, sending my email list out, like, publishing the podcast, doing stuff like that. Um, and so what I'll do is I'll figure out how can I get cozy and really like utilize my energy, um, in a way that, I don't know, it's just a way of like having this cozy lifestyle that like acknowledges this deep need to rest and acknowledging that there are swaths of time where I don't work and I'm not learning and I'm not trying to like better myself. I'm just trying to enjoy myself and have some bliss. Like just today I was just walking in the forest and, um, I had filmed my aerobics class and I just was letting myself like find my bliss and it's. It's almost like every day when I'm doing my forest walk, it's like, where's the party, right? Madonna vibes. It's not always a Madonna party vibe walk, right? Sometimes I need to listen to slow, soft music. Sometimes it's no music at all. Sometimes I need to try to meditate while I'm walking. But it's always like me calibrating myself, checking in with myself about what do I need? Um, and what do I need in this moment? And letting it be different. And letting rest look differently, different days. But really allowing that focus to stay. I didn't realize how long uh, I was going to need to be resting in this time. But it kind of tracks, too, because, like, over the course of my life, I've always had a real slowdown in the winter. It typically corresponds with depression and grumpy feelings. But this year, I don't feel grumpy. And, and I don't feel depressed, actually. I feel really just even. Um, not having, like, real extremes, which I think partially is like lifestyle stuff I've done to really manage my emotions. Um, but also I think, and, and I think brain health vitamins have been helping a lot too. Um, but I also like am really recognizing that like, I think a lot of my experience of seasonal depression and, um, grumpiness was me fighting against my body's desire and very natural desire, I should say, in the wintertime to slow down and hibernate versus like in the summertime when we have more light. And I think it's 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 quite extreme in this, in, in where I live now, because now I'm so far north that I'm experiencing like, you know, it's dark at four. Um, it's not anymore. It's it's getting dark at five now. We've, we've gained almost an hour of light, but it was dark at four in its darkest time um, in the winter. And it, you know, the sun didn't even come up till almost nine. AM. So like, that's not a lot of light in a day. So I'm excited that the light is coming back. I can feel my energy starting to come back. And it's just a wildly different lifestyle, I think, for me as a human, um, to be now like much more connected to nature and like figuring out how to vibe myself more naturally rather than trying to shoebox and shoehorn myself into some like made up idea of how much we're supposed to produce in a day. It is capitalism that tells us our worth is our productivity. I really think our worth is inherent and that we are each here to do work and we're each here to be supported and, um, being in your spiritual alignment, um, may not feel logical. It, I think it rarely feels logical, but it does feel, um, pretty rad and it does feel like more ease than I've ever felt in my life. Um, 
And also to just, honestly, I'm so grateful to be an entrepreneur because having command of my time, even though it means like, yeah, I don't make that much money because um, I'm not hustle, 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 right? But I also like don't need that much because um, I don't need to keep like, um, I don't know, spending my way to feeling better. Um, I, I mean, I don't have that option, so I don't use it. Uh, you know what I mean? And I think there was a lot of things I did. God, when I was a lawyer and I was miserable, I was spending like $100 a month at Sephora and Lush just to try to make myself feel better. <laughs> it didn't work, by the way. I mean, that stuff is nice, but like a lot of it went unused because uh, I didn't have time for self-care, right? I would just like buy bath bombs and never take baths because I didn't have time. Uh, anyway, or I didn't make time, I should say. I didn't prioritize it. Um, anyway, I hope this was helpful for you. Just like thinking about like ways that you can kind of listen to that need for rest. What does rest look like for you? Um, what could you do to prioritize to create more time for you to have rest? Um, what boundaries do you need in order to create rest? Um, I mean, even I'm hearing from my mom friends who are like stealing naps in the car. You know what I mean? You just get creative and figure out what you need to power down so that you can pour from your full cup. Because that's rule number five of Fat Kid Dance Party is we serve from a full cup. We serve from our overflow. Um, and I just adore you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, the best way to support this podcast is Patreon. Patreon is a membership support site that allows folks like me to be supported uh, doing work that creates value for other folks. I created um, at $2 or $5 a month, you can support the podcast. You get access to updates I don't share anywhere else. All of my Zoom aerobics classes are included at that price. Uh, and uh, also I'm doing spiritual classes, um, just like one a month of like my 12 uh, most essential spiritual tools that I have kind of helped me get this far, spiritual self-care. Um, so those are on there at that level. At the $25 a month level, uh, it's a full membership with on-demand aerobics classes. There's at least six available a month. This month there's seven and um, I get little bonus classes from friends when we swap aerobics classes. So there's lots of stuff in that membership available for you, including all the other stuff I said. Um, and it's truly the most sustaining way uh, to support my work is to be a member. So thank you so much for tuning in. For all of you who are already our members, thank you so much for, for creating with me. I couldn't do this work without you. Um, and I just appreciate you for tuning in and being the kind of person who wants to talk about this kind of stuff. Um, I hope that you find the self-care that you need out of this. And also know that your self-care, you can't change everything overnight. You just got to do it bit by bit. Um, I didn't get this way overnight. It took me 12 years to become a person who could actually rest, right, before I got sick. So anyway, peace and richest blessings to you. We'll talk next week.